You know, there's a difference. The opposite side of each coin. Virtue and vice. And we all know what virtue is. Good thing. Vice named themselves after the opposite of virtue. So you can see where they are as a, as a news source. And this is the thing that Vice typically does. They find a good person who's doing good things and they make them look horrible. They find some person who works at a church and they say they're uh, terrible, they hate women and that, therefore you shouldn't like religion. Uh, and then they find someone who hates women who probably beat up a bunch of women and then say it's unfair how they've been treated. They're actually really good people. That's their typical way of covering everything. Hey, look, this drug dealer has executed 94 people. But isn't it mean that we called them a name once? Whatever that is, that's the way they do it. So they had this sort of sympathetic piece that they decided to do about a sex offender and how he was returning into society. You see, we treat these people so badly, it's so hard for them to get back on track. It's so sad. So they had this big, all the, the wonderful music and the, the big buildup to tell you how sympathetic you should be to this person. And if you've ever watched a video on the internet, a lot of people will just title it, wait for it. And I, I encourage you, in addition to giving you a parental warning for a few seconds, I, I, I encourage you to simply wait for it. Watch. We all out here in this world, and we all got to make it happen. It ain't nothing stopping me. So, like, I'm very hopeful and confident. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. <laughs> the guy is on TV, so you have a sympathetic belief about a sex offender, and he can't stop himself from taking a picture of his junk and sending it to the producer of the piece. Yet he still got a sympathetic piece from Vice. It's incredible. They actually went through afterward and had a review interview about how this whole piece went, and they asked the person who hosted the segment, hey, what'd you think about, you know, the fact that he was sending pictures of his junk to your producers? But I wanted to ask you about what it was like, what it was like to find out that Ashif had sent that picture to one of your producers. I mean, I was shocked. I was angry. I if this was something that happened from a stranger, you would just block the person and never talk to them again. But we're journalists and we were working with Ashif on this. So we went, reached out to him, we got comment. Um, you know, we reached out to his lawyers. Uh, he says he sent it by mistake, um, <laughs> which I think is up for the viewers to decide whether they believe that or not. Was it hard to decide whether to use that information or not in the piece? Yeah, we went back and forth a lot about it. Because on the one hand, you could argue that it's not relevant to the story of the injustice that Ashif faced at the hands of the state, all of the years of dead time that he served. Um, you know, that's really what our story was about. Mm. Um, and his lawyers would argue that, uh, you know, the fact that a pick isn't relevant. But we wanted to basically give the full story to our viewers in a piece that's also our about viewers. what it means to reintegrate successfully and unsuccessfully as someone who's on the sex offense registry. This seemed like, you know, an important fact to note about a yeah. chief who is a complex person. And this is part of his complexity. <laughs> Can you believe they actually thought, ah, maybe we shouldn't put this in the piece. You know, the sex offender we're trying to make into a hero. Maybe we shouldn't put uh, into the piece that he sent a picture of his junk uh, to our producer. Uh, I, I gotta say, Given the, maybe this is just a function of the one stereotype that no African-American has ever pushed back against, but how much must you love your penis to send it 
in this situation. You must think it's awesome. Like, I, can you imagine how incredible you think this thing is to send it to a producer who's producing a segment about you being a sex offender? You must think it's the most incredible thing in the world. Maybe it is. I don't know. They didn't show the picture in the piece, which is shocking considering it was Vice. Look, you could say a lot of things about a picture of somebody's junk, but you cannot say it is part of their complexity. I just... Uh... Stu does America. I say all you want about that guy. He must, he must be really confident. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to sign up to Blaze TV. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. You'll get the Glenn Beck program tonight. I mean, why would you not do that? He's going to be coming on here in a little bit. If you're watching YouTube right now, like this video. Glenn will be on to tell you about that special here in just a second. It's got all sorts of stuff about the Nord Stream situation, the economy. You're not going to want to miss that. And the very uh, interesting interview with him coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But we start by doing Hurricane DeSantis. Yes, we can't just have a hurricane anymore. It's got to be political. That's the way this thing works. Don't you know the rules by now? I will start this by saying the least important part of this story, of course, is the political aspect of it. It does exist, but it's the least important, at least uh, in the near future. Uh, the most important thing is, of course, the people of Florida who are being hit by a really, really nasty storm as we speak. Um, but there's only really one way to get prepared for a storm. You know, you can't just you can't just go get some sandbags. You can't go and make sure you have supplies. You can't evacuate. There are more important things to do. And our president is here to tell you all about that. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Mm. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Now that was from last year, but it also did not make sense last year. There's never, unfortunately, there's no hurricane vaccine. If there was, I'd take it immediately. Imagine all that wind going by you. You didn't have to worry about your house getting affected. Everyone around you, the unvaccinated houses. This is a tragedy of the unvaccinated house. No, no, unfortunately, that's not the way it works. Uh, but, of course, listen to Joe Biden every, every time he says anything. Uh, the uh, Hurricane Ian did wind up making landfall today, 3.05 p.m. Eastern. A Category 4 hurricane, one of the strongest storms ever to hit the west coast of Florida, 150 mile an hour winds. It was close to a Cat 5. I think it was 157 for a Cat 5, so very close. Uh, it's expected to uh, remain a hurricane for a while here. Um, probably a good day. Uh, it's going to cause a big storm surge, high winds, flooding, and tornadoes. More than a million customers are without power. That number is only going to go up. Let me give you a quick uh, uh, scene here. This is just some of the, this is Naples. Uh, just, I mean, this is already uh, waters everywhere. <laughs> You do not want this to happen to your community. Uh, Fort Myers Beach, a similar situation, just looks absolutely terrible. The water is really, really high, even early in the storm. Another Fort Myers Beach picture you can see. I mean, cars are completely underwater. This is going to be a real tragedy. Tons and tons of, uh, of, of lives are going to be affected, billions of dollars of damages. Now, it, the worst case scenario when you come to total cost is a direct hit on Tampa, which did not happen. Uh, and that is positive for the numbers and for uh, the amount of people affected. However, you know, if you're in Fort Myers, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I'm glad those people in Tampa are not affected, but my life's a mess right now. And it's going to wind up hitting a lot of people in Florida. Uh, the storm surge, this is the est- these are the estimates as we went into today. In that area, 12 to 16 feet for storm surge. Even into Tampa, you're talking four to six feet. Uh, even up on the coastline or the panhandle, you know, one to three feet of storm surge uh, in, all the way down to southern Florida. And this basically is hitting the entire state and going to do damage of varying levels all over the state. Now, there's only really one way to avoid a hurricane. You might say, well, what if you live in like Minnesota? Well, that's I guess you could try that, though you've got other problems if you live in Minnesota, right? You get the snowstorms, you get everything else. Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota did have one recommendation of how to avoid hurricanes. You've got leaders in Congress uh, like um, uh, Senator Schumer and uh, Speaker Pelosi, as well as their Republicans that want to work with them, where we have been able to step by step by step push these bills through. And so um, I think so many times people counted us out, but we want to make clear we've got the backs of the American people. And while we have clear disagreements, we don't want if the Republicans take charge, a number of them have been talking about an abortion ban. You guys know that. You featured on the yeah. show. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change oh, for no. the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We oh. understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. Stop hurricanes. Vote Democrat. I could bring up the circle of grift one more time here if, uh, uh, if I wanted to. But the bottom line is every problem out there is always solved by voting for Democrats. That's why you do it. You have to vote to solve those problems, and it's how it's going to be done over and over and over again. The only solution is to vote for them to put the same people back in power over and over again, and then every problem will eventually be solved. Now, the left has tried two big things here with this hurricane. Of course, it's no longer possible to just say, gosh, this is going to be really bad for people. Let's do what we can to help and let's focus on that. Instead, we have to talk about climate change constantly. Don Lemon uh, had an expert on and wanted to talk about climate change, wanted to talk about climate change in any way that he possibly could. Unfortunately, the expert wasn't really having much of that. Can you tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. Hmm. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. Uh, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change. But what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse. uh, But uh, to link it to any one event, um, I I would caution against that. Okay. Well, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. (laughs) He tried once and uh, was rebuffed. Tried again and was rebuffed. And then said, well, you know, the expert didn't give me the answer that I wanted. So I'll just say... I used to live there, therefore I know, because Don Lemon is the expert now. That's how the media works. Hmm. You know, if you remember back to uh, An Inconvenient uh, Truth, the poster for that uh, movie, the Al Gore movie, was Hurricane Katrina, basically. 
It was a it was a giant hurricane. And for years, that was the big pitch. This is all going to make uh, hurricanes much worse. And then uh, over time, science has shown that, yeah, and that's not really what's going on. There's not really a, much of an effect at all, if any, from climate change at this point. Uh, so they've just decided to just start saying it without the scientific evidence. This is the pattern that we're playing. And by the way, I, I, I was watching the coverage today. You know, it was over on Fox News. They were telling me about uh, how much wind was blowing in what area. And of course, they had people out on the beach getting blown around. The typical thing that you see from news coverage during a hurricane. I went over to CNN. They had the same type of thing. Guy sat out, standing outside a building. He's getting blown around. There's things going around. And then, of course, 15 seconds into it. By the way, did you know that climate change is really the reason that this is getting much, much worse? That's not what the expert said. He said you can't tie to one particular event. And of course, that's obviously true. It's the reason why if it snows in a warm period. You can't say it's global cooling. That's not the way this works. Uh, it's long-term trends. Uh, long-term trends are what make up climate, not individual events. But you'll notice that the media always tries to make it about climate change. And honestly, climate change in this one, it, we have a little bit of a a little bit of a rare event here because climate change, while of course the focus of much of the left-wing media coverage, it's also not the central focus. It's the secondary one this time. And there's only, there's only two people that could derail a good climate change narrative. Number one, of course, is Donald Trump. We know they could make this about Donald Trump. If he were president, certainly that's what it would be about. But much more convenient in this particular moment is Ron DeSantis. Yes, it's Hurricane DeSantis. It is here. You've seen all the people talking about Ron DeSantis and how he's going to be tested. Uh, Christina Pushaw, who's uh, one of his spokespeople and is working with his campaign, a media talking point is a hurricane is a, Ian, is a test of Ron DeSantis. No, it's a natural disaster. The governor is focused on saving lives. Stop politicizing. If you are genuinely curious about how Governor DeSantis responds to emergencies, see Surfside. Of course, that's the building collapse back in 2021. We are in good hands. I, I hope that's true. Um, I think it is. Uh, uh, Rachel Vindman uh, wanted to own DeSantis in this hurricane moment. She says uh, wait, we should use they them pronouns for the hurricane Ian to uh, annoy He's going to be really annoyed by that. You got him. You got him. You got him. You know, the political thing seems like a secondary storyline here, and it is. It's certainly, as far as importance goes, is far behind the actual human toll that we're going to be seeing here over the next few days. But the media is going to be focused on this, and they're going to find something. There are various organizations out there that will try to turn this into a a big storyline that Ron DeSantis is actually a terrible governor. He's letting people die. He just wants to go on Fox News. That's what Joy Reid was saying earlier uh, today. He just wants to go on Fox News. He doesn't care about this, uh, about his state. Well, you know, I guess we'll see. We will see if that is true or not. But you have to be prepared and understand that this stuff is coming. It is going to be a central part of this. And step back from what you should be caring about here for just a second and think about this from a political standpoint. You have his opponent who wants to obviously take out Ron DeSantis here in this election that is only six weeks away. Uh, he will come out and he will say, look, Ron DeSantis is doing a terrible job. Is it true? Doesn't matter if it's true. That's what is going to be said. In addition to that, you have the entire Democratic establishment that sees Ron DeSantis as a serious threat for 2024. How can we get rid of this guy? Then you have the media, 
They don't want Ron DeSantis. They, they really don't want Ron DeSantis because what they see Ron DeSantis as is a guy who will actually fight back against them and is someone who is more difficult for them to defeat than Donald Trump. Now, I'm not saying that that's correct, but I'm saying that that is their viewpoint. They see Donald Trump as defeatable. They see Ron DeSantis as much more difficult to defeat because he's, he makes fewer mistakes. He doesn't go out on a limb as often as Donald Trump uh, has and does. So what they're going to do here whether it's true or not, all these forces sort of working together are going to pick up every bad story from these, this uh, hurricane and try to turn it into an opportunity that in, within the next six weeks they can take out Ron DeSantis. They've been thinking for a long time, how are we going to take out Ron DeSantis over the next couple of years before the presidential election? They've got one opportunity to take him out here in the next six weeks. If he loses the gubernatorial race in Florida, obviously he's not going to be the presidential nominee. So how do you take him out in the next six weeks? Well, he's winning. He's winning somewhere between five and eight points. He will probably cruise to a victory in Florida if nothing changes. But if things go terribly awry here, you have an opportunity to take Ron DeSantis out in just a few weeks. This is a lottery ticket for the left, for the media, for every Democratic politician in Florida. They want this guy gone. They want to make sure that you think he's incompetent. And therefore, it doesn't matter about his positions. It doesn't matter how he defends himself. It just matters that he is taken out before he can get ahead of steam going. What they are looking at here is the playbook they executed on George W. Bush back in 2005 with Katrina. Now, when you go back to Katrina, you look at that, there are a lot of mistakes made. Uh, the federal government is not perfect. They make mistakes all the time. That's actually the conservative position. We, we're the ones that say the, the federal government sucks. There were some mistakes made. Were they directly George W. Bush's fault? Not really, but of course you can say, you know, the, the buck stops with him and he can get his share of the blame. Of course, local and federal or, and state government were far more responsible for what actually happened in, uh, in New Orleans. And I, everybody... When you look at it, everybody knows this is true. I mean, the federal government really rallied the largest response and fastest response to a hurricane that had ever been seen in America's history when it comes to Katrina. It was just a really, really bad event. So there were lots of bad stories associated with it. So they're going back to the playbook of 2005 George W. Bush, who's coming off of a win in an election. He had a uh, sort of a fall flat on his face with the Supreme Court nominee with Harriet Myers. He was in a somewhat vulnerable position, and they made every single piece of this about George W. Bush. This is when Kanye West is out on TV saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. Remember that with poor Mike Myers just standing there, this Canadian guy having no no care about American politics, just staring at the camera, horrified. If you remember that moment, you'll remember what happened to George W. Bush afterward. He was trying to keep a positive face on things, trying to you know, rally the troops. And there was a big moment where he came out in a press conference talking about his FEMA director. And he did this. Again, I, I want to thank you all for, and Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The FEMA director's working 24 Ah, uh, yes, the heck of a job thing. Ten days later, Brownie was gone. He resigned and, uh, you know, left in disgrace, essentially, uh, from his role at FEMA, fair or not. The bottom line was the blame went to George W. Bush. The media seized on this and they said, hey, this guy might let you down in a tragic moment. This is what they're going to try to do to Ron DeSantis. And, of course, the best defense 
to this is to be incredibly competent and do a great job. He did a good job in, with the Surfside incident, but this is a different scale here. This is a big thing. And if it goes as badly as some people say it might, if people are affected, there can be real pressure. And this is the type of thing that can move a middle of the road voter who doesn't really ideologically consider their vote. They're, they're voting on feeling of how things are going, if things are going badly, if in six weeks we're still dealing with all of this, and of course at some level we'll be dealing with it, but if we're still dealing with what is being seen as incompetence, this could totally destroy the Ron DeSantis thing. This could blow up his entire political career. It has done this uh, before. When you have big time natural disasters, uh, the, the American people run away from politics in those moments. They don't care if you are a Republican or a Democrat. If you do a bad job, they will punish you. Even your own voters will punish you. So it's incredibly crucial that Ron DeSantis not only does a good job, but also makes sure people know how things are going and uh, fights back against the media narratives. I wanna give you a quick example of something that he's doing right now. Here is Ron DeSantis getting a question about uh, the hurricane and pushing back about as hard as he needs to every single day. FEMA Administrator Chris Wells said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as it was said, lacks response to the storm so far and that whoa, some whoa, folks whoa, are whoa. living Give there. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. It's not just about doing a good job. It's about doing a good job and making sure you're pushing back against the false narratives. The media is going to attack. You have people incentivized to take out Ron DeSantis. You have the the the, the campaign. You have the uh, the opposition in Washington. A lot of those resources coming from the federal government. Are they going to get there as quickly as they might in other circumstances? I don't know. I mean, and you might say that's a conspiracy theory. I hope it doesn't happen. But we saw what happened with Chris Christie. This is the same type of thing. Uh, people in these moments act with their politics out front a lot of times. And that could hurt people in Florida, and it could make Ron DeSantis a target. They're gonna try to sink him for sure. If DeSantis can push back like he just did there, continue that push, make sure he's on top of all this, and above all else, show real competence in this moment, it could accelerate his political rise. It could be an argument for him to be the nominee over even Donald Trump if he runs. If he fails here, his career could be over when it comes to politics. It's that type of moment, and we'll continue to, to watch it very closely. Hurricane Glenn Beck comes in next. A 
lot of times it's hard to figure out what people might want when you have to get them a gift for a birthday or an event. It's difficult to figure that out. Who, I don't know what they get people. That's why I kind of go back to the same few things. One of the things I come to all the time is GenuCell. This is luxury skincare. It's the best in skincare. Uh, and you can get it now for 25 bucks. $25 GenuCell, uh, that's an incredible deal. They're celebrating the rollout of their personal shopper concierge service by offering their best sellers for 25 bucks a piece. Now, it's a really big discount after, uh, after the normal costs, but... Uh, you can get a personal shopper that can reach you via private text, cell phone, or email from the convenience of your couch to kind of walk you through what should I be getting. This is great for gifts as well. You can, I, I get this, you know, we've, we've got it for you know, a bunch of people for gifts, but also my wife loves it. My mom loves it. It's, a, it's one of those things that is really, really a great value and a great gift. Uh, 25 bucks for the most effective skincare in the world. That's, that's fantastic. And with its immediate effects, guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or your money back, whether it's for you or for someone you care about, go to GenuCell.com slash stew right now. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash stew. Every most popular package is automatically upgraded to free shipping. Check it out now. GenuCell.com slash stew. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash stew. I'm always hesitant to welcome Glenn Beck back to the program, but, you know, I have really no choice on this one. He has a brand new special coming up tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called Pain is the Point, How to Survive Biden's Hell Economy. Glenn, how's it going? Also, it could be a very good name for this stupid show. <laughs> Pain is the Point with Stuber yeah. Gear. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not a bad. Maybe we'll think about reworking that I one. I wish I were joking. Uh, welcome to the program. Sure. Uh, the hellish economy mm-hmm. on the way. Mm-hmm. How do we survive it? Carefully. Mm. In what way? <laughs> um, uh, so tonight, I don't have the answers because we have experts on tonight mm. that I'm going to be asking those questions. Are they going to respond like you respond with uh, yeah. one word answers? Yeah. Carefully, carefully, carefully. <laughs> um, no, they, they, they were told, don't even show up if you don't have answers. Right. Um, and, you know, answers that the average person can use. Um, but we're just going to have to live our lives differently um, and be careful, you know, reuse, repair, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I, I will tell you that, you know, my son was like, I don't know if I want to go to college right away. And I'm like, well, you ain't living here, dude. <laughs> and uh, and I said, what are you, you going to do? And he said, well, I kind of want to know how to fix cars. And uh, and so then maybe I'll I'll go and do that, learn that and then maybe go to college. And um, I can't tell you how valuable I think that lesson's going to be. I mean, I'd rather have that than a than a business, a business major. What are you going to you're going to be eaten? You're going to be eaten. Um, you have to learn things that we haven't done for ourselves. Can I push you back? I push back a little on the cannibalism thing. What, what, what do you? <laughs> you will be eaten. Oh, you I mean, say yeah. things like that, and it, oh yeah, because I think everybody. I'm sorry, you, you don't want to live in my head. Okay, <laughs> this is what it's like. I look at people and I'm like, hmm, yeah, you're going to be a snack for the cannibals. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a usable skill, this is why we're in so much trouble, Stu. Mm-hmm. You and me. This is why we're. Oh, we have no skills. No skills. No skills. Uh, I just got an old car just the other day. Uh, it's an old 1978 uh, Marine Jeep. It's a it's a Willy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's great. It's great. And it was cheap. And just the guy who uh, I had, you know, fix it and bring it up to speed. I'm kind of like looking over his shoulder and, you know, I'm asking him, so is that uh, is that the carburetor? And then he'd look at me like, good God, man. No, it's not. But I want to learn. That's the tire. Yeah, that's the tire, Glenn. That's the steering wheel. Um, I thought that was a crankshaft. You crank it. Um, anyway, um, it, we, we don't have any skills. We don't have any skills. And we're going to need them. The, the thing that I think is really important, and I hope we talk about this tonight, the meaning of the uh, Nord Stream pipeline explosion. Th- that opens the door for non-military infrastructure. And if they're blaming us, non-military infrastructure means our power plants, our water supplies, Everything will be on on the table. Let's go into that a little bit. When you say they're blaming us, do you have? We talked about some scenarios on radio today. Uh, what do you think actually happened with no, this pipeline? Well, give, give me the give me the scenarios um, of what you think is possible, possible, plausible. What we should be considering? Uh, Russia did it, but it doesn't make sense to me. So that's the one I, I keep hearing, which is. They're the only suspect here. Of course, Russia did it. But I don't understand why they would do it, considering they could just turn off the gas at any moment. Yeah. Um, and they did. That, that, those pipelines weren't running. Yeah, they weren't running. So they, they didn't lose anything except the ability to open them back up, which is something they really, really want. Mm-hmm. You can't just open this. You're not going to go down there and fix it in a day. Right. I mean, this is a long-term problem. It's a massive, massive, massive. explosion. Uh, so um, I don't believe they did it. Um, you would have to have a lot of evidence, but you could talk me into we did it uh, just because it's so damn stupid that it's like <laughs> Afghanistan. You know what I mean? It's like, let's pull out. You know, he's a, somebody in the, you know, in the White House, the situation room. I got an idea. Why don't we just blow it up? Yeah. And everybody going. And they do. That one is interesting. Like, I don't necessarily think that's what happened. But could you could you say you're worried about Europe flaking out on this war eventually and saying we need the the gas, turn it on. We don't care. And we're saying we're saying absolutely not. You can't turn it back on. We're locking them into this decision. Yeah, I think the I mean, the the globalists that want this kind of a of a green new deal. Mm-hmm. This is perfect for them. But it's evil. I mean, it is way, way evil. Yeah, the green new deal part of this basically being that you can't go back. I mean, we're already hearing this is why we can't have natural gas. Right. You know, it's too unstable, too dangerous. I mean, what would happen if that would have blown up? Yeah, you, you know? need those stable solar panels. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so this does work um, towards the advantage of that strategy long term. Um, and if you're looking for a war on either side, if you want to escalate the war, I could see Putin doing it for that, and I could see others doing it for that. I also think that there are $60, trillion or $60 billion dollars that have been sloshing around in the world's economy that we have no accounting for. That's just from us. That's from us, just us. You take a trillion dollars of that, half, uh, or I mean half a billion dollars of that, okay? Take half a billion dollars, 
that would more than uh, pay for an operation like that. So this could be, and I think this is probably the most likely, on, on whose behalf, I don't know, but I think this was probably a private operation. Someone saying they don't want these connections to be made for a very long time between Russia and Europe. Yeah. And either it's to punish Europe or it's to punish Russia or yeah. who knows. And it could be anybody. It could be an oligarch, could be, you know, a country, a nation state, could just be, you know, uh, a George Soros type for his own reasons wants to make that happen. So what does this mean for our energy going into the winter? Not much of a change for Europe because Europe uh, was not on either one of these pipelines. They'd already shut them down. They'd already shut them down, but they hadn't faced a winter with that act. Oh, no, it's, they, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be it's really, already going to be bad. And yeah. now it's not necessarily going to be too yeah, much worse. It's not going to be. Uh, there was hope that they could settle things and open the pipelines back up. OK, um, now that hope is gone. You're not opening those pipelines back up. Uh, so. What they were saying was going to be bad. Now we know for sure is going to that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know what Germany does now, they, they should be refiring all of their nuclear power plants, but they're not. Uh, France is really not doing that either. They're the only ones that have a, a significant nuclear yeah. capacity. And, but even that that's, you know, that's not necessarily heating. Right. Like that's, you know, it can do electricity. And obviously some things are heated that way. But like but l- look at what's happening in California. California just said you can't heat your house with gas. Now, that's not like a little space heater. That's a gas propane, uh, not mm. propane, but LP uh, or natural gas furnace in your house. You can't do it. That's insanity. That is insanity. And that is what California has done. That plays into what's happening over in Germany and would play into the idea that somebody who likes green energy could have done this. Hmm. I know you're going to get into how to survive the hell economy uh, coming up tonight on the program. What is the hell economy? What does that look like to us? That's my first question to them. What does a depression actually look like? We've never gone through this. You and me, anybody of my age, never gone through this. I heard my grandparents talk about the Depression, um, and it was horrifying. But that's, that, that is even from a child's point of view when we didn't really have much anyway. You know what I mean? We, I didn't grow up in a rich family. Mm-hmm. You know, what did that mean? Well, Grandpa worked harder on the, on the farm, and, you know, Grandma had to, you know, she already had a garden, so we were already eating stuff either from the chickens that we had or the or the the farming that she had done we had a lot of that so it wasn't that much of a change today that is the difference between that that's like us being in cuba Hmm. it really is incredible um i was talking to i was talking to my wife the other day because we you know we were talking about um, dinner time and you come to dinner time and what, what happens when your kid eats three quarters of their food and they're done forever. The advice was to clean your plate. And we were talking about how weird that is today. And that like, 
our problem as Americans for years and years and years has been we're all too fat, right? Like, why are we telling our kids to eat beyond the point they're full or beyond the point they want to eat? Shouldn't that advice be reversed? And we started thinking about where that advice came from. It came from a period of scarcity, the Great Depression, where our grandparents said, hey, eat it because we might not have a meal tomorrow. Correct. Right. Are we going back to a period where we have to consider those types of things? You have the American Farmers Association or whatever uh, coming out last week and saying that we are in uh, we're going to have food shortages because fertilizer, that's a third of our crops. Okay. Not using third fertilizer is a third of the world's crops. So take that off because Europe didn't have it. We had shortages of it. I know most of the farmers I know didn't use fertilizer this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had a very weak crop. Then you had, uh, we only had at the farm, I think, two plantings. We normally get three. So we've cut ours by a third. Okay. That happened all over the country, all over the world. What does that mean? We are still using, we're at the end now of last year's crop, the winter wheat and last year's crop. Okay. So we're all at the the very end of that now. Right now, we should be using the, the summer wheat. We start to use this now during the winter. Okay. You have a third less. We haven't seen the actual shortages because of what's happened on our farms. We've seen shortages because of the system breakdown, because of gas prices, oil prices, whatever. We haven't seen it because we had a scarcity problem. Now we will. Hmm. Terrifying. Uh, can you ask your experts uh, what should you do if you ordered a car 14 months ago and it hasn't showed up yet? Yeah, I think they're pretty much going to say you're screwed. Okay, (laughs) perfect, perfect. Uh, Well, I'm screwed. Uh, Make sure to uh, check it out uh, tonight. The special is called Pain is the Point, How to Survive Biden's Hell Economy. Of course, Glenn Beck and many, many experts discussing this. Uh, Glenn, thanks so much for coming on the program. Well, one way you can uh, avoid the hell economy is by making sure a big real estate purchase doesn't go awry. If you are one of those people who are in the housing market right now, you're seeing it's changing, right? We've had this huge increase in prices over the past year, year and a half. Uh, The rates were so low. Now that's changing. Rates are coming up. They've crossed 7%. If you're buying a home, you're in a different world than you were just six months ago. You need to make sure you have a real estate agent that understands the climate that you're in today. That's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. Our friend Glenn Beck, just, uh, who was just on, uh, created this company many years ago to make sure you can find the best real estate agent in your market. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, make sure the transaction goes your way. With realestateagentsitrust.com, these are full-time professionals that can help you no matter where you live in the country, realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. As we mentioned, uh, Glenn Beck's program coming up here in just a little bit on the economy tonight, our big special. If you're watching on Pluto TV or you're watching on, uh, I don't know, wherever you're watching, uh, that's coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, if you want to watch and support the Blaze, blazetv.com slash stew is the place to go to do it. If you go there, 
you know, use the promo code Stu, you will not only get access to the show, of course, every night, but also get the Glenn specials. Sometimes they do stuff that they don't put on YouTube because, you know, Glenn, he's the type of guy they throw off YouTube all the time. In fact, lots of our hosts are. It's one of our defining characteristics. Almost all of our hosts get thrown off of YouTube at some point or another, uh, but they never get thrown off of a Blaze TV for what they're saying. That never, that never happens. Uh, why? Because this is a home for conservatives to be able to say what they want to say. You might like it. You might not like it. You might agree. You might not uh, agree. That's okay. We don't, we don't, you know, you just watch the shows you want to watch. It's up to you. BlazeTV.com slash do again, is the place to go. Sign up, support the movement. We need a place for conservatives to be able to talk about, you know, the truth. BlazeTV.com slash do Promo code is Stu. Well, let me tell you about uh, the financial future that you might be thinking about. Uh, Last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. We're talking about Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers. You remember those blue chip stocks that went to little or no value almost overnight? Could that happen again? I don't know, man. You got to say the economic winds are blowing in a direction that I don't think a lot of us like. Now, something that has never been valued at zero is gold. Historically, your best hedge against inflation Right now, we're seeing it rise like a hockey stick. We don't want that. And, of course, the savviest Americans diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability to a falling dollar. Do you do that? I mean, I don't think a lot of people think about that when times are good, but times might be getting rocky here soon. Birch Gold Group helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. In fact, if you have a 401k or an IRA that's underperforming, text STU to 989898. You can can convert all that into an IRA uh, in precious metals or some portion of it. Uh, Do your homework. Figure out what portion is right for you. Text the word STU or the name STU, I suppose, S-T-U to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit uh, to diversify yourself into gold tax-free. Hedge against inflation, protect your hard-earned money. Get the free info by texting Stu to 989898. Do it today with Birch Gold. During a speech at the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health, Joe Biden was there and decided to thank someone. And there was a, just a, a minor problem with this particular thank you. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. Sadly, Jackie is uh, dead. She died uh, three three months ago, several months ago. Um, Really awful. You think maybe that would be, maybe he didn't know, right? Maybe he was unaware. Well, unfortunately, he also put out a statement about it, a statement from President Biden on the passing of Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of Indiana. Uh, so he knew enough to release a statement about it. Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this because I don't know about you, but I'm a little concerned. A guy who was on 60 Minutes just last week saying, just watch me if you think I'm having mental problems. Just watch me. Just watch me. Just watch my performance. Uh, I'm a little worried that he doesn't know that people uh, aren't in the room that are currently dead. I'm a little worried. Here's what Corinne said. 
So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had right, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the matter. White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the push. president. Someone he, push, up, push uh, her here. Looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees reading, her family reading, this reading, coming reading, Friday. Reading, as usual. Said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind oh, as he was naming right, I folks. Enough. I can't take any more. Look, there's. Uh, I, I. What do you do with this? I mean, I understand. Cringe on Pierre's absolutely terrible at this job, but what's she supposed to do with this? I mean, the, the guy is absolutely senile. He is freaking senile, and he's running the country. We are absolutely screwed. Ah, senility now. Yes, we have a president who seems to be completely senile. Uh, if you want to celebrate that, or maybe just be, just, just note its absurdity, uh, you can go to studosmerch.com. Get the Senility Now gear. We got all of it up there for you. You can use the code STU10. You'll save 10%. Senility Now, wokeness is weakness. Andrew Cuomo is awful. All the good stuff. Check it out now. Studosmerch.com. We'll see you tomorrow.